Hey moms, I am so honored to share this space with you and to be able to welcome you to Beyond Motherhood Radio. Here we will talk all things motherhood and parenting, relationships, mindset, child development, and tapping into your purpose, all to help you live your most aligned and best life. My name is Brittany and I am married to my high school sweetheart, a mother to four children under the age of six, a certified parenting coach and former elementary school teacher turned stay-at-home mom. I'm on a mission to help you raise amazing human beings, live your purpose, and stay somewhat sane in the process. If you're ready to go beyond motherhood, let's jump in. Welcome back to Beyond Motherhood Radio. I am your host, Brittany LaJoy. Happy Tuesday. I love Tuesdays. I just feel like it's a good day to get into the flow of life (laughs) after a chaotic and hectic Monday. Yesterday was actually a holiday, so that even that makes it even a little harder, a little more challenging to get into back into the routine of the week, but we are here now. I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday as well. Today's podcast topic is a listener question, and I have a handful of listener questions in my queue that I'm ready to tackle, chip, chip away at one by one as I sit down to record, but I love listener questions because it lets me know exactly what you are interested in hearing about, learning about, getting advice on, or just having a conversation about. It's what you are interested in. And so it makes me feel in a weird way more connected with you as the listener, because I know it's something that you want to hear about. And I love to come up with topics that I feel are pertinent to raising kids and being the best mom and being the best human that you can be. However, it just hits a little differently when it comes from you. So today's Listener question is coming from a new mom who wants some ideas and advice to stay connected with her spouse. Because when you have a child, you suddenly have way more relationships to uphold. And your spouse as that constant person, right? They're always there. Sometimes we take that for granted. But your spousal relationship cannot be overlooked and it needs to remain solid, especially after your kids. So I love that this this listener is reaching out to feel to to gain some clarity in her own relationship on this because she knows how important it is and she perhaps is struggling a little bit in ways to find that connection again because they are in the midst of raising a very new human and that is hard and it's hard on so many different levels so what I did is I actually brought this question to Joe, my husband. We've been married for seven years. We've been together for a lot longer than that. But we have four kids. Uh, our oldest is six. Our youngest is 11 months now. And our our son is actually three years old today. So happy birthday to Sonny. And I so I just asked for his response and he delivered. Holy cow, he delivered. He gave me this huge write-up in the notes section of our phones and just a lot of bullet points, a lot of great ideas, a lot of great advice that things that we do that I maybe have overlooked or not known that it was maybe something that we actually do and put it out uh, on paper, right? So just know that as I go through these things, a lot of this is a male husband perspective, which I think is even more valuable because we can't read into our husband's minds, you know, big I know I can't. So it is, it's, it's cool to get that perspective. I know you all are eager for him to come sit down and record with me. And I promise that will be soon. Every week we're like, okay, this is the week that we're going to make some time to do that. And it just doesn't work out for some reason, but I promise it's coming. 
after today's episode, if you have anything that you want to ask Joe as a husband uh, or a spouse or a parent, um, just let me know. Shoot me a message and we can uh, we can discuss that and we can add that to my list of questions for us to, de- to talk about on our couples interview podcast, which will be happening in the very near future. So his questions are, his excuse me, his answers are built in here and my answers are built in as well. I have added some uh you know, some description to some of his answers. I've added in my own answers. So here we are. Let's just get going. First of all, I want you to remember that you are with this person for a reason, even in the hard, even in the depths of it, even in the newborn, not sleeping, really, really challenging times. You decided that this was your person. And I I want you to think about that. What made you fall back in love or fall, excuse me, fall in love with this person to begin with? Um, let's just jump in. The first thing that my husband said was, remember to compliment each other. Such a simple thing, right? But it is, especially if you have a love language of words of affirmation, this can be so powerful. Complimenting each other is really quick. It's really easy, but it's not innate for a lot of people. It's not easy to offer a nicety. Is that the word? I've heard that word a million times and I don't know if I'm using it correctly. A nicety to somebody, a compliment. I, I, I don't know if that's the right term, but it's not innate. It's not something that we do naturally to just compliment somebody and it takes work. And so my husband is really good at it. He's really good at complimenting. I'm really good at not accepting his compliment. I'm really bad at accepting compliments. Um, But when he does it, when he compliments, it makes me want to compliment too. This next one is really important. Always stand behind your spouse's parenting in the moment. And then if you don't agree with the way that they handled something, make those corrections separate from your kids. So for example, you might not agree with the way that your spouse is handling a tantrum. And you might want to jump in and say, no, this is the way that we're going to do it. I decided this. We talked about this earlier. He knows what he needs to do. And this is the way we're going to handle it. No, let your spouse go through that motion. As long as they are being safe and they're, you know, being respectful or, or whatever that looks like, upholding the values of your home. Don't intervene if they don't ask for your help. And then when you are decompressing about your day, this often happens for us at night after the kids have gone to bed, how should I handle that differently? Or, hey, I noticed this. I'm wondering if this would have been a better way to handle that. Are you open to trying that next time? Again, not in front of your kids. Maintain a fluid conversation of your life's goals. This can be both individual goals, things that you want to accomplish and your spouse wants to accomplish by themselves, by ourselves, and your goals as a unit. How do you see yourself and your family in five, 10 years? What do you see yourselves doing? How do you see yourselves showing up? And on that same note of life's goals, I would say that one of the biggest components to reaching your goals is the support of somebody else. Because they give you that oomph. They give you the little springboard that you need 
that's like, oh, actually, this is a possibility for me. I didn't see it before. But now that I have somebody supporting me, hopefully your spouse, I can see myself achieving that goal. It's going to take hard work. It's going to be a lot of effort. I'm going to have to be determined with my head down. But I know I can reach that goal because my husband or my spouse supports me in it. Learn from each other. Learn from each other. So prior to having kids, I used to tell Joe that he would teach me something every single day. And it used to be silly things like how to use the ride on lawnmower or he taught me like a lot of fun facts and things, things about cooking and stuff. Uh, And as we've grown in our you know, as we've grown our family and grown ourselves as, as humans, our personal growth, we've both learned from each other and we learn from each other every single day. And we're open to learning from each other. We're not closed off saying I'm better at this than you are. And I'm better at this than you are. So we're going to be separate. We're not going to learn from each other because we're just too stubborn to even be open to other ideas. It's not like that. And I'm so grateful it's not like that because I am just such a more, such a more, (laughs) I'm just a more well-rounded individual because he gives me the opportunity to learn every day. And I would think that he would say the same thing. Now it's things like how to remain calm or how to approach a tantrum or how to hold a boundary when it's really hard, but we learn from each other every single day. And I don't think either of us takes that for granted ever. So be with somebody who challenges you and also teaches you. The next point is to maintain intimacy and a loving interaction, even in front of your kids, like give hugs, give kisses, um, you know, be a loving partner. That is very foreign for me. And so that is something that Joe has challenged me to step outside of. And it's not, we're not gross. You know, we're not, you know what I mean. We're not being gross in front of our kids. We are showing our love to each other. And I think that's really important. Spend time and interact with each other often. So really, when was the last time that you spent time together? I hear from a lot of moms who are on autopilot for like weeks on end. You're just going through the motions, you know, you're doing all the things, you're supporting everybody else. You're moving from one thing from one thing to the other without even flinching, without even thinking about it. Motherhood is flowing. But then their relationship is not. Why is this? I would say simply put, you must actually put in the time to interact with your spouse. Not just, hey, how was your day? And then disregard their answer. Ask more questions. Why was it? really good what happened that was really great we do this thing at our dinner table that we we talk about our highs and lows for the day and that can open up a conversation for for you and your spouse to have even later on like you might not talk about your day at the dinner table in depth you know on on an adult conversation level but that hey I'm going to take a mental note that he did this today and I really want to dive into that because I feel like It was a really important part of his day. Try not to be two ships sailing past each other in the night because, you know, that's going to get really resentful and really tiring after a while. I thought this one was really interesting that that Joe mentioned. He said, watch TV together without your phones. Now, we don't watch much TV 
at all, actually. Um, but I will say some of our most memorable times that we share are when we're watching either really trashy TV. He'll like force himself to watch Love is Blind with me. And he says that he just doesn't like it. It's just something on the TV, right? But then he's invested in all the characters or like a powerful show or movie. So this might sound silly, but in the busyness of our real lives, sometimes it's so nice to just disconnect from your reality and dive into someone else's reality, but do that together so that you have that experience together. And on that same note, if it's a problem in your home that one partner or the other is on their phone, be brave enough to speak up about it. This is something that we as a generation have to deal with now that I don't think that they, well, I know that they didn't have to deal with in prior generations, but it's a real problem and it can divide a family. And that is really hard to swallow if you really take that into consideration. Like my phone is breaking apart my marriage, but it absolutely can. So be brave enough to speak up about it. Joe and I have had these conversations before where we're just like bringing like light to the situation. Like, hey, you've been on your phone a lot more after dinner than normal. Like, I don't know if you're you're not doing extra work, you're just scrolling or it's a way for you to kind of escape what's going on. But can we try and wait until the kids are at least in bed for, for us to do some scrolling on our phones? And those conversations are are hard, right? Like I remember some at some points when he would bring it up to me, I would say, Ugh, you just don't understand, right? Like I'm, I'm working or something of that sort. And it's hard, but then you reflect and you're like, what? there's nothing more important than my, the people in front of me right now. There's nothing on my phone that's more important than that. Next one, date each other. Now this kind of goes without saying, right? Just make sure that you make that time to go out on a date and date each other. And you don't even have to go out. I shouldn't even say that. You can date in your own home, but dedicated time to each other. Encourage each other to grow and step outside of your comfort zones. Be each other's biggest fan, especially in public. When you're speaking about your spouse with your girlfriends or anybody, give them the decency to speak highly of them. Speak about your spouse as you would want to be spoken about. So imagine it's you being the topic of conversation. What would you hope that your partner would say? What types of things would you want them to say? It's the same idea. People have perceptions of you and your partner and your relationship. So just be their biggest fan. Speak and act to your spouse's love language. So I know I've talked about love languages on a past episode, but I think it's so key in connecting with your spouse. And again, this is the topic today. So I would say this is, might be even number one. You need to learn who your spouse is, how they feel love, how they deliver love, and how they want to be loved. And even if it's different than yours, our love languages are vastly different. Like if there was a continuum of love languages, I would say that mine is on the opposite end of the spectrum than his. But that doesn't mean that I just totally disregard his because I know that that's how he sees, feels, and needs that love. And so I'm going to support that and I'm going to, you know, speak and act on that. 
Be open and honest about how your spouse makes you feel, both in the good times and the bad times. These are those honest conversations that you need to have because they bring clarity and they open up dialogue. And it's not a, well, I feel this way and, 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 and you're not allowed to feel any other way than how I feel. It's a two-way street. And these conversations are, 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 are key. Allow space and don't overcrowd your spouse. Now, this might sound counterintuitive if we're uh, uh, allowing space and not overcrowding them. That might sound like, well, I'm, I'm asking for connection. How, how do I seek connection? Or how do I maintain that connection again? And you're telling me to give them space? Yes. Yes, yes. Because when you grow as a human individually and you are able to replenish yourself, give yourself that energy, reinvigorate yourself, revive yourself, separate from your spouse and separate from your kids and separate from your world. When you're allowed to be your own individual human, you show up with so much more power and patience and grace and energy in the relationships that you have than if you were to just be codependent on your spouse. And that goes for you too. If your spouse is allowing you space and not overcrowding you, you need to give them that same respect and decency. And I actually would say to encourage them to do that. In our current reality, I love to encourage my spouse. I love to encourage Joe to go out for a bike ride. Just go over a couple hours and just ride your bike. Because I know that fuels him. And I know that he'll come back more energized and ready to build on those relationships with myself, with me, and with our kids. Do hard things together. I think this goes without any explanation. Say yes to the hard things. Try the new things. Do hard things. And if you do them together, it challenges you and it gives you almost like a like a safety net. Like I feel super safe when I take on a challenge with Joe. And it could be something that we've never done before. It could be something that he might be even a little bit apprehensive about. But just having his presence there, I just know I can handle anything. Because he just gives me that security. So the more often you put yourself in those hard situations and you do them together, the more, the bigger your safety net is going to get. You're going to feel like you can take on anything. You just have to do them. (laughs) Get out of your own way and say yes to things. Stay healthy. I'm a big proponent of an active lifestyle. If you know me at all, you know that that's kind of like my jam. Uh, I just, I think it's so important. Actively challenge each other to make healthy choices and engage in activities that will help to maintain a strong and healthy body and a strong and healthy mind for as long as possible and support each other in this. So it's, it's easy to say, hey, go work out. It's harder to say, hey, I'm going to take all of the kids today. You go work out. I don't care how long, how long it takes. I'm here for you. I got them. Don't worry. Don't think about it. Enjoy yourself. Ugh. And the way that Joe supports me in this is we have a prep week, or excuse me, a prep day every week on Sundays, and he will prep 
lots of healthy options, lots of healthy meals and snacks and all of those types of things. Because he knows that ki- the kitchen is not my favorite place to be, but it is his. And so he's supporting healthy nutrition for me and the rest of our our family. And so that is the way that he shows support. If you're feeling off in your relationship, chances are very, very high that your partner is too. If you're connected, you can sense, oftentimes without words, that there is something that needs attention. So don't dismiss or ignore that. One of you has to bring it up in order to solve it. In our case, it's usually Joe who brings up the tension to a conversation because he is more of the solution guy. I will sit back and I'll take care of everything else in our lives and let the spousal relationship sit on the back burner. But he takes care of it right away. And I love that about him. The things that I struggle with, he is good at. So do the work. Don't give up. Parenthood is so special and it's so fleeting. It's the most precious time. We are raising these little people. We are raising humans who will go out into the world and model the relationships off of what they've been shown. The people our child choose to spend their time with, either their life partners or even their friends, will be a direct reflection on the relationships they see in their own home. No pressure. (laughs) No pressure. But how you treat each other, how you show up in the world in your relationship matters significantly for your kids. I hope that you can take away some tips there. I hope that you found some new things that maybe you hadn't thought about before, new ideas. Again, from a male perspective, majority of that was from Joe's perspective. And I hope you have a beautiful week and hang in there. See you next time. I hope you loved today's episode, and if you did, would you share it with another mom friend? We cannot support each other enough these days, and perhaps sharing this podcast will bring some light to someone else in your life. Feel free to leave a rating and review so that we can continue to have more important parenting conversations together. See you next time.